Hello and welcome to another Bertie and Paul podcast. I'm delighted, in fact, I'm just really, really happy at the moment. It's such a great weekend. Uh, to be joined by Dan Devaney. How are you doing, Dan? Not so bad. Yourself, guys? Yeah. And Mikey All Dahl. Mikey Dahl. Hello, hello. Yeah, nice to talk to you again. We just, it's, we, we, we've already had the dad's conversation. We had the dad's conversation two weeks ago about the tea. <laughs> I've already had the dad's conversation with Mikey Dahl. It's all ahead of you, son. It's all ahead of you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I am feeling fantastic. Rangers who play Hibs every Sunday. In a league Is camp. that why you're feeling so good? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being really... Well, mum and dad since Martin are coming... Does he look happy? Does he oh, look I'm happy? I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> I know, I know, Mikey, no, to, to be fair to me. I won't ask you any more stupid questions. <laughs> Do I look happy, eh? <laughs> I mean, comedy, comedy genius. Apparently Portis, Portis hates Rangers, like he hates them and they hate him. But uh, no, I know I've done, my mum and dad are coming in a couple of weeks, Dan, so you just be aware. We might give you a shout. And uh, Martin's coming over with his wee one, uh, Grace and Sarah, a couple of weeks' time, so I am... Uh, Fingers crossed the uh, COVID doesn't uh, hit or whatever. But yeah, so I've been painting the Mikey, painting the hallway, Aaron Martin. Bought two yeah. new, put, bought two new tellies because Martin's coming. Two new tellies, you know what I mean? I've, the yeah. amount of stuff I'm doing for him, unbelievable. Will you be uh, able to take in a game together when you're over yet? Have you scoped that out yet? Well, it's, yeah. No, well, it should be. I mean, Celtic have got tons of games, tons of games in the start of December. Uh, which actually, think thinking about that as well, Celtic now before the next Rangers game would have another additional game, you know, so that they're, yeah. they've squeezed it this St Mirren game for the Hibs game, and then they're going to put them in. So, geez, Postecoglou is going to be under pressure managing the squad, you know. But uh, I just feel great just now. No, well, yeah, Hibs Hibs is fun, but I think we'll talk about what we'll do is we'll talk about yeah Saturday and. Dan, what did you think then on Saturday, first of all? Again, I was really confident, but Hamden can throw up sort of different things. And you forget this, and Johnson's our quote-unquote cup specialist. So did you enjoy yeah. it, Dan? Aye, it was okay. Um, it was. I thought we played all right. We had the vast majority of the ball. Um, not a hell of a lot of chances on goal. But um, I thought overall we were comfortable. I think St. Johnson were letting us have the ball. We dictated the play a lot. Um, and I just felt as if the goal was coming, which it did eventually, obviously. Um, so I thought, no, I thought we played quite well. Nothing, we weren't amazing, fantastic, but Jota was his normal self, playing well. Furuhashi, good. Um, McGregor, as always, was brilliant. I just, no, I just good, thought we're, we're, it was a comfortable victory, you know what I mean? St. Johnson had the odd chance, but nothing major. So I was delighted that, obviously, we won. And um, pleasing performance, I suppose, nothing really critical. I loved the. Yeah, I was. I, I rewatched it. Well, some of it uh, this afternoon after work, and I, I forgot. How, I like those type of games for Celtic. A, a lot of people were saying it was boring or whatever, and I'd understand that piece of it. But I like it when the crowd are singing. We're singing a few old songs, like the old Celtic songs, and if you know your history and so, and all that sort of stuff. I love that stuff, and also. I like it when we don't get our own way, and I think your man Brown against uh, Jota, he was shouting at him, come on, get up, and Jota was going down, and I thought, Beaton, Beaton sort of, he gets, I get frustrated with him, but he, he could have been red carded, you know what I mean, but he, he pulled it, pulled it back, yep. I, I really enjoyed that, I thought, uh, uh, Turnbull again, he could have probably scored right at the start, but once, I mean, I text the boys saying we Jamesy loves a goal against St Johnson, but Jamesy coming across and filling areas that other the other players are not doing that that's a real menace. Defenders don't like that, and the minute he started doing that, then St Johnston are goose because they can't keep they can't keep on the they can't keep on the they can't keep their their game plan, you know. So. I loved it. I really enjoyed you see it. Where the, you see where the goal came from? The goal just came from more pressure, and even though Kyogo yeah. wasn't putting on too much pressure on the keeper, he, he sliced it. It's led to the ball, obviously, not going too far for the goal. Yeah. Jota's won the ball, albeit they're shouting handball. 
bastard ever handballed yeah. the two of them just jumped together and then a good cutback but that's the thing like the thing is but James is filling space he's coming across he's, he's, he's much more direct he's fit he looks great in terms of like and, and that for St Johnston Abada sitting out in the right hand side left left hand side it's, it's easier to concentrate and defend in that but once you start not switching the players but we James he's got the, the positional sense to come across I, I just think it just gives us something else doesn't it I love players coming back and playing like that and straight to the crowd as well you know this is where he belongs yeah, oh exactly you can see and you can see McGregor as well with the celebrations oh, like it's it just shows you a team Ralston joining them they were all in that corner it was brilliant it was really good I'd have loved to be in there that's the sort of Celtic game I like that's the sort of game like big the Betty Old thing at 67 fantastic and that, it was a huge huge thing it was a possible very possible banana skin you know what I mean I so to win it is, was, was brilliant gets us to cup final it's just another big boost and um no, it's really good. The, the TFOs were brilliant. The, the very yeah. old TFOs were fabulous. So Mikey, Done it really well. So Mikey, this is my... Uh, this is Josh, Josh and Sophie. Every time there's a TFO or whatever comes up, they f- I shout them in. Like, the very old one, I was like, hey man, get in here. Sophie, get in here. Look at this. And Josh always says, he's like, Dad, have you ever been under one of those banners? Can, can you still see the game? Can they, and he's really concerned about the fact that he's like, can anybody see the game? Can, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm sure I've been under loads of them, but I don't remember. I just remember like, yes, this is magic. You know what I mean? But the very old one was. Uh, I mean, I've been under big bloody Irish flags and stuff like that, and I don't particularly want to be under them. I actually do want to see the game, but if I know I'm, you know, I mean, creating a tifo, then I, I think I'd be alright about that. Well, there's nothing wrong with the Irish flag. I just, you know. Oh, the TIFO, I mean, if you're under bit, yeah. I mean, you're going to tell your friends, aren't you? You're going to be delighted, but can't see nothing for the smoke anyway. But oh, they're just sensational. I love it. I love all that stuff. So uh, the YouTube video was very good that the Green Brigade put together, showing how they made it and stuff. I just showed you the work that goes in behind it. You know what I mean? I'm going to... Um, I met Big James, uh, Big James, James Eddie Cotter, the boy I work with on a Thursday. And he was talking about Bertie Old, and I, like, I'm going to be frank, I can't watch anything about it. I, I just, it's just, bit, I don't like it. It's just too emotional. I don't like the Bertie Old stuff. It's just, you know what I mean? I can't stop watching it. I, I, I watched that brilliant. thing. I, I know, excellent. but I just, oh, I just, I just, I, I, I just thought he was a great person, character. That's entertainment. Just, oh, yeah. I know, I just, I just, I love all that stuff. But I've just maybe I'm getting a wee bit too old for it and a wee bit soppier. But I just uh, I just kept laughing. And I kept what I sent on to so many different people. Folk weren't even Celtic fans. And then the one we had on Ruff, they're sitting on the couch and they asked him what his best away result was. <laughs> and it's just and some of the boys who aren't Celtic fans at all. They were like, "Oh, that's brilliant!" You know, it's dynamite. I just hope yeah. his wife's not on social media. <laughs> <laughs> and there was one that I hadn't seen at all. We. Um, Who's his nigger player? Uh, Ronnie Simpson. Ronnie Simpson, that's a Celtic player. <laughs> Ronnie O'Sullivan. And he was, um, was in Celtic Park and um, Barry obviously comes in and meet him in front of the European Cup and they get our pictures taken and all that. And he's like, son, how do, you do, how do you change your hands so quickly and stuff? And then he says, hey, look, I'll need to meet you another time. He says, I forgot my cue today or did I beat you? <laughs> so, <laughs> just on the wee one-liners. He's, I hadn't seen that one before. It was good. What a joy, man. Like, like every weekend you wake up, you're got to go and do Celtic stuff, and you're funny with it. I mean, you're a people's person. I mean, what a life! You'd love that. Hello, Danny. I mean, uh, they don't Celtic obviously talk about it, but they, they didn't treat them that nicely. For a, I think that's kind of swept under the carpet. The Lisbon Lions weren't treated that nicely at all by Celtic for a long, no. long, long, long time. So you can uh, these guys should have been looked after. Well, maybe Mikey, you don't. Oh, Mikey, you. I just, yeah, I just think these guys, those 11 players or 12 players, should be looked after. But I think they were saying when Fergus came back, it changed, didn't it? Yeah. When we Fergus came in, or when Fergus came back, when Fergus came in at the start. He did come back, didn't he? Come back from America with his money. I suppose. He's been a wild rover for many a year. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he brought them kind of back into the foray, didn't he? Back into the picture and got them more involved in the club and things like that. And, 
I mean, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Exactly. Charlie Nicholas exactly. goes on about it, doesn't he? He's got Arsenal really look after their ex-players and Celtic were a bit... Are, are he's, a bit got a bean, he's got a bean he's bonnet with Celtic, but Nicholas. Mm, yeah. But, Full bean he's bonnet. So we're through and the, we're looking good. Uh, healthy. Yeah. <clears throat> beat on in the middle of, middle of the parts looking fine. He's still annoying me, but McGregor's just up, up in his game. Turnbull's up in their game. Uh, and yeah, it's really, really interesting. And just looking at Celtic then, uh, Bayern Leverkusen, they, they can won. I, can oh, I ask? Sorry. So, sorry, I don't want to interrupt your flow there, Paul, but okay. um, I, I didn't unfortunately <laughs> see the semi-final uh, because as I was saying to Danny before I come on, I don't have a Premier Sports subscription. But anyway, putting that aside, I listened to it on the radio and... Uh, Biscuits, biscuits was uh, biscuits was on the radio, and I just found myself saying "shut up, biscuits" every time he opened his mouth, and folk walked past me in the street like that. But anyway, um, oh, so out. My point was, my point was, I heard Pat Bonner a couple of times, and I know he really likes James McCarthy, but it sounded to me like James McCarthy had a couple of important interception stroke, nice passages of play when he came on would. Is that have I, am I reading too much into that or? I don't remember. I didn't have to ask. Right, just my, my ears kind of right, fair enough. Maybe you, you might be right. Honestly, I don't remember. Maybe because I was panicking because it was only one nothing. But, uh, but I just remember a couple of times saying, "Oh, like, good interception by McCarthy." That was you know just in the nick of time sort of thing, and I thought, "Ah, oh, that's good." If they start coming in and just. You know, being a, a calm head in the last sort of frantic ten minutes of a game, then I'd be happy. Yeah, I think I think Pat Bonner gets a mention every podcast, didn't he? Every podcast, the boys just like I think we're gonna have to. Uh, Pat, biscuits Pat, every second. Yeah, biscuits. <laughs> You're uh, yeah. So look, we're Leverkusen. So they 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 won one one nothing against a Bochum team who'd lost, who'd won like four four at the last four games. So they were on form, and also Danny, it looks like Leverkusen's two strikers are not playing just now. That 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 guy Aldi, he scored at the weekend. He's pretty good, but they were in a slump. They hadn't won for four games. They're still fourth, but funnily enough, which is kind of annoying, their goalkeepers pulling out. Bochum had 21 shots 9 nine saves the keeper the keeper, keeper's doing worldies so Leverkusen Fimpon set the goal up as well but Leverkusen I don't know maybe, maybe there might be a chance if they don't get their strikers you know maybe might be so sorry are you saying Leverkusen were on a losing run is that you were saying a, winless, a winless run winless sorry yeah so uh, they're still fourth in the league after 12 games we've played 13 I just their two cut edge chances was, you know that one that we always lost against Neil Lennon, in between the the right fullback that through ball pass, and the boy just runs onto it. So that was two of their, their each side of the pitch. That was their two sort of main highlights. The boy just pushing the ball through, the back going back around the fullback and away he went, and the guys missed the shot. So. Hopefully we can sort that out. Carter Vickers or somebody can step up and make sure they're not pushing those balls through because that's all they did against us in the first game. But I'm hoping that the second game we've, we've learned something, you know. But their goalkeeper's outstanding. Right, Leverkusen were really comfortable in the first game at yeah, Celtic Park. Yeah. Really comfortable. Um, so I, I, we, I, we I've been watching. We were in a bad place at that, well, you know, I say bad place, but, you know, that was kind of coming off the back of some fair, a poor result of the, that the weekend before, was it not? Did, did yeah, we're under pressure. So, I think it was a, yeah. it's a different world, isn't it? But it's that past, Neil Lennon's, remember Neil Lennon, what was your man's name? It just shows you how old I am now. What was the guy that played? <laughs> he was playing, but he's away now. The, was it Israeli right back, whatever? Remember the guy that was playing, he's away? He get caught a couple of times, Neil Lennon. It's his last man, and the ball just gets put through, and he just gets caught for pace. Who's your man? He came last year, two years ago, under great fanfare, right back. But never Boyer? Know. Or it's Boyer? No, it was somebody else. Anyway, it'll come to me. But, uh, Wax out. Oh. 
Anyway, we're just. I just. Oh, guy, the guy with the dreadlocks, Argentina. <laughs> Jeez, how many players have we had? That, that yeah, that that sort of goal we have to stop. That that's the sort of goal these these German teams do. They just they bring you forward and they spring the pass and you you're on it. You're on your. You've got to be on your on your toes to get around the corner. So, fingers crossed that it doesn't happen because I, I want the momentum to keep going. You know. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm really happy just now in terms of Celtic. Uh, Joe Hart seems to he's he's diddling on the ball a wee bit, but apart from that, he seems to be really good and strong and and then Angie's Roadshow, which he's the boys Chrissy Dixon just texted me there, he's done the open goal. He's done open goal, he done the fans forum. He spoke to his Australian colleagues, he geez, he's he's at the Tommy Burns t- tribute t- Tommy Burns play. He's doing a lot of uh, media stuff, you know. Uh, he must be getting really comfortable with his uh, surroundings. Good. You know. Do you do you listen to any Mikey? Would you listen to the, some of the stuff? <coughs> I listened to the one where he spoke to the boy back in Australia. Right. Um, and I thought, yeah, I thought that was quite. I don't know if he was really saying anything I hadn't heard before, but um, you know, I guess that they're always trying to kind of push. You know, what's the next? What's the next step for you? And um, I mean, the one thing that he said, which I'd never heard him say before, is that he was completely committed about coming over to Europe to coach. That's what you know for for him. That's the pinnacle of his career. And I know it's like it's a bit later on in his career and stuff. But he was sort of thinking, well, if I, you know, I'll probably have to take a. And I think he was hinting at a sort of championship in England job or something like that, and just almost work his way up if he, if he was ever going to manage at a, any sort of level in uh, in Europe. And you know, so he was surprised, I guess, that the he got the Celtic job. You know what I mean, sort of straight away. Um, but I mean, I'm always impressed with his. He's always, you know, he always felt like he's never been intimidated or daunted by the the job of managing Celtic and it always comes across and you know he just very much that one with that one they did with the Australian guys just like well yeah this is you know this is what my whole career has been about and you know he he, he makes a really good point you know he, he won the Asian Cup with the Australian national team that I think he expected his door to be getting just battered down after that and it never happened but um, you know it doesn't sound bitter about it but it just feels like yeah, he does feel mm. like he's very relaxed and he's in, you know, he's where he always wanted to be and it's as good as he expected it. So, you know. Um, I think, I think he's, been pre- he's been pretty um, successful where he's went. You know what I mean? Like you're saying with the Australian national team, that that was obviously one of the pinnacles. Um, I think he done really well. Was it Melbourne he was in charge of? Um, I think he won the yeah. league with them in that. Like first season, kind of brought them up and second season won the league. I know it's a different kettle of fish, but and as far as I'm aware, he done well in Japan too, so I think he's got every right to obviously feel as though he's obviously drew a shot, like you say, maybe he didn't, he didn't expect to get the Celtic job um, maybe a lesser degree and then build his way up, but listen, anytime he talks, I think everybody listens yeah. and are quite happy with what he's saying, like, as you say he's brought a lot of journalists down a peg or two especially the ones that, it's, remember the very start of For the Hearts game, they're like, have you looked at this Hearts team, do you know much about them? And he you just started laughing at them going, no, I live on another planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, of course I'm out there. Well, I only live in Australia, mate. I don't live on another planet. You're, uh, you're, although the Celtic media or the fans media can I ask them. I, I didn't listen to that one. Yeah, so it's, but it's funny. Some of the questions I get embarrassed with, but then I'm like, okay, I've got to listen to his answer. But, uh, the, the, the strike, the striking one was for me. It was a really bad question. It was about Celtic fans are really proud of their faith and their heritage and their. It was basically religious. There was a kind of religious kind of theme to it. But then she moved it back to Tommy Burns. But he said something. He said, "Look, I, and this this is what makes." He said, "He he 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 feels like it's his sort of story as well because obviously he comes from a a sort of group of people that moved across a different country." So he said, it, "He's authenticity. He's he is. He, he says you can't fake it. You either have it or you don't. You can feel it or you don't. Which is really interesting. If you take a step back to uh, Stevie G and the way he 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 sort of gave the Rangers the media stuff, but you always kind of knew deep down he was faking it. You know what I mean? But 
Angie sort of said, yeah, you can't really fake that stuff. You've got to be in. You know I mean, you've got to. And that for me is really interesting, the, the, the fact that people got him talk to him, he says hello, blah, blah, blah. And he, him and his wife seem to be enjoying it. So I'm, I'm delighted. I'm delighted. I'm really happy. I mean, he comes across... I think he's doing too much of it, but that's just me being old-fashioned. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, he's just... Probably that's, that's his international break though, right? I mean, he's probably done all these things when he's on the international break and, yeah. you know, he's probably one of those guys who just always has to have something to do. So, yeah, I, I know what you mean. That's what I was going to say there. I had a bit of a break and then December's going to be chocker, so he's also like, I'll get this out the road, job done. Yeah, got enough right. today in December. Maybe that's what it was. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, and the thing is, We've not heard really from the new CEO or whatever, so he's keeping well out of it, which is magic. The AGM, I don't really want to talk about. I think the only Mike could do. I just don't know the AGM. Some of the podcast guys were not happy because uh, it's a waste of time. The man said flashing, so you gave us a good lashing, and it wasn't the same sort of terminology the Celtic, real Celtic fans would use. And I'm like, oh no, but lads, come on. So I, I sort of, yeah, I sort of, apparently they were, it was a bit of a tongue lashing, <laughs> well that's what you said, but I don't really know where these things go to, I don't really understand. The AGM uh, seems to be the same thing every year, I mean, the, some, of the, some of the fans turn up to give to give out, but the vote's never going to go the way that most people wanted to go, because the biggest shareholders are the men at the top, so it's never, you're never going to get anywhere in that regard at an AGM. Pointless exercise. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I mean, is it a pointless exercise? I don't know. People go and get to, you know, face-to-face, get to vent their frustration. Um, so it's maybe not pointless for them, but it's not going to change anything. So, you know, um, and you know, I don't really like the way that they seem to decide to what to scapegoat or jump on certain people. I mean, we, we've done it on here before, you know, and we know that it's a bit stale and it needs a refresh at Celtic. But, you know, I mean... It's it's not unless the only way it's going to change is if Dermot, Je, Dermot Desmond sells sells up, and I'm not sure what the alternative to that would be. So oh, again, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't really like, like the way they, his son was there, wasn't he? His son yeah. was at the AGM, so there's still talking him stepping and taking over the reins. Yeah, but I mean, would that change anything? Because Peter Law obviously used to get loads and loads of um, grief. But I always just thought, well, he's only doing what Dermot Desmond wants him to do. And we saw when Dominic Mackay came in and tried to do something a bit different. Dermot Desmond didn't like it, and he, you know, and he got he got punted. So, what's you know, what's the difference if we get rid of uh, Bankier or Brian Wilson? I mean, it's not going to make any fundamental difference to to the way things the way it's run. So, yeah. you know, it all just gets a bit tiresome. All that stuff to me. But you, no, of course. Yeah, but the fact is that. The fact is that, that the season happened, happened. Now the thing just moves on. Like football's yeah. a great thing, isn't it? It just keeps going. And then three or four months ago we were like, Oh, okay, he's not had enough time, blah blah blah. And now look at it uh what's happening across the way. It's just it's just you'd rather be in Celtic shoes now, you know. It's just so much better. Look, we all we're all pretty happy with Postacoglu at the minute. I'm I'm kind of guessing, not just us, but as a fan base, and you know, ultimately, someone's got to get the someone's got to get the kudos on the board, or you know, the you know, the thanks for for getting that decision, you know, for plucking him from wherever they plucked him. You know, okay, you could say you could argue well they just got lucky, but you know, I mean, this guy's to me he's a good coach. He's got his playman identity exactly what you know what was missing last season. So. Yeah, can't kind of have it both ways, you know. I'm yeah. not saying we go and like blow smoke up the boardroom's backside, but you know, you've got to accept that you know, someone's made a good, on the face of it, a pretty good decision getting him in. So, mm. you know, and I'm happy the way we're playing football. And ultimately, like you say, that's all that matters. You know, things move on, it rolls on, and when Celtic are playing good football in the park and um, you know feel like they're progressing, then it's then it's all good. In my opinion, also as well as it, Scottish football, if you hear it on the radio, this would never happen anywhere else, and all that sort of stuff. But 
It does happen. Like Spurs made a Spurs made a mistake. They rectified it in ten games, whatever. Uh, Man United kept Oligon and Solskjaer probably to it. She got rid of him in the summer. Made another, made a change there and part of a change trying to get Zidane. Which, so football clubs make mistakes. Like yeah. Chelsea have made them. Chelsea have made tons of them, but they they, they change quickly. They don't hold this ethos. They just get rid of people. Uh, Liverpool have done well with Klopp, and that that that's great. Man City are fantastic, fantastically well. But the other clubs below them have all made mistakes, and Celtic are not no different. From them, yeah, but a lot, a lot of these clubs can afford to pay off somebody's. You know, what did Solskjaer get seven million? Seven point five. Davy Moyes, you know what I mean? Davy Moyes get Celtic five. Celtic only get seven point five million. Did Celtic could see it? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But that's the <laughs> thing. To be honest, but that's the thing as well that the uh, that's why it's it's. But I think the thing that Oligar Solskjaer and Neil Lennon they, they need to bring. They need to bring more to the table than we're great Man United or Celtic men, and you know, I mean, nowadays we need more. And Postecoglou is showing that. Conte will show that in Spurs. You know, I mean, just delivering the steel, delivering the concentration. Pep Guardiola does it. Uh, Klopp does it. In spades. Stevie Gerrard's trying to kid on to do it. We'll see what happens. But he's bringing these big, massive staff down to Aston Villa with him. See, he needs more than a. He's a nice guy, or Neil Lennon stuff. I just feel as if, hopefully, if the board continue to make good football decisions like Angie down the years, then you know, what I mean, just run the club the way they want to. But then, I'm not that I, I close just, to it. you know, that the whole yeah, I think there's a lot of parallels between what what United have done with Solskjaer and us with Lennon. Um, you know, this whole club legend thing, it can it can really hold you back and undermine what you're trying to do because you got this misplaced sense of loyalty. I mean, okay, they, they, I mean, at least like Solskjaer does genuinely seem like a nice guy, you know, I mean, for me, Lennon, I'm not, not so sure. Um, but, you know, I, I'm glad that Postacoglu's got no links to, to Celtic in the past and, you know, if he can come in and gets the club and understands what it's all about, then that's great. Uh, you know, the fact, some of the stuff that, you know, I've seen going around about you know, Giovanni, Gio, you know, he sends off his messages with we are the people <laughs> and stuff like that. Well, you know, mm. that's not necessarily a good thing. Do you know what it's I mean? The, it's not going to win you the league. Yeah, exactly. So Gio's interesting because, you know, I'm like, Mikey, I'm looking at you like his heritage and where he came from and in Holland and all that carry on. And I mean, he definitely is a strange fit for Rangers in terms of who he is. And also, the two in two thousand and one, Martin O'Neill wins the treble, right? So two thousand one's amazing because it's probably one of the best years. As a Celtic fan, you know what I mean. It was just phenomenal. We won the treble, right? Raymond Vega, Raymond Vega makes twenty million quid <laughs> off bonuses. <laughs> but in that year, then Giovanni Van Bronckhorst leaves Rangers after three years, right? Now, Germany Van Bronckhorst is not in the EBT list. In 2001, David Murray starts his EBT. And ten years later, Rangers died. But the point, the point would be then, all his mates, Van Bronckhorst's mates, it stayed. And Murray wanted to keep Van Bronckhorst, wanted to keep him. He, he, Murray actually comes out with a personal statement of Van Bronckhorst, wanted to keep him. But Van Bronckhorst left and didn't take an EBT, you know. But it just shows you now he's now in this position of managing a Rangers team up against a, a good Celtic coach and they're hemorrhaging. So Van Bronckers now, I mean, unless he's been totally, we're not totally honest up front, he's going to have it tough. Tough. It's going to be tough after. Do you think he's work permit before half time? He could have come in at half time and done something. He just he sat there. He just sat there. All right. He's already getting, he's already kind of getting questioned as to why he didn't take his place in the dugout. If he was there, I mean, if he's there, <laughs> he'd have probably yeah. got a game. Yeah, yeah, he's probably one of these guys that's pretty fat. You know what I mean, I mean Larson, great. Yeah. But yeah, so join, join David McCallum on the bench. Yeah, 
But yeah, I just loved the other huns dressing up morns for absolutely any reason at all. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) But you're, yeah. So interesting times. Interesting, really interesting times because Golson's basically come out and said after he said we don't have the same sort of hunger, (laughs) and then we just fans are like, what? (laughs) Like you might as well never play for them again. After a cup final, he, he didn't hold back. He didn't hold back, did he? And he's like, yeah, it was three one at half time. The game was gone. Are you like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't say that. that don't. Like that's oh. a car crash interview. Do you know what I thought when I heard that interview? I was like, that's a that's a Neil Lennon after Ferenc Varos type interview. You know, when you're just you're just not going to escape that. They're going to keep on going back and going. Well, you know, who 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 did you mean there? Like who who wasn't who wasn't up for it at half time? Anyone in particular? Exactly. You're right, you're spot on there. But you're... That's exactly what I was going to say, Yeah, because when Lennon did that one about the folk wanting away, I mean, immediately we're just like, it's Ayer, isn't it? It's French Eddie, it's uh, Christie, and I mean, must have affected them. Do you know what I mean? And they're they're already going, look, who is it? Is it Ryan Ken? Is it Morelos? Is it Goldson himself? Do you know what I mean? So... I just think that but then Tav done it years ago. Remember Tav came nah. out and wet his, wet his nappy. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez, Danny, go on. You must have Just ruined my, my week. I was really happy. Yeah, James Tavernier, Esquire, OBE. Uh, what do you call it? He... Orange bat. <laughs> he, done the, he, done the, he done the thingy. He done his big rumour. It's hard playing for Rangers. It's really hard in front of the fans. It's tough. Emotionally and mentally. Then they get beat off Aki's. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Brown, the Hibs against Brown, the Hibs, Hibs should play Rangers all the time in the semi-finals. It's just so much fun. And then, uh, yeah, we go onwards and upwards. So they're looking to sell players and we're looking to strengthen, hopefully, in the, the Chris, uh, winter time or the January transfer. I know this is a bit different, but it's just I was having my lunch today and I was flicking through YouTube and it was like the, the highlights of the Rangers Hibs game. So I watched Hibs, Hibs TV. I was like, oh, the commentary will be fantastic. <laughs> it was shocking. Yeah. The commentators like, ah, oh, the ball comes in, oh, it's corner, oh, oh, it's, oh, oh it's a goal for Hibs, 1 0 to Hibs. Yeah. And then like the co commentator, about five or six seconds later, goes, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had the pleasure of watching uh, some of the Rangers TV. So Tom, Tom and Durante. Durante's the best co-commentator in the world. Durante's so good. If he says Rangers have got to go on the, the, foot, the foot, foot forward or forward foot, he keeps saying it wrong. And I'm like, it's so funny. But Tom said at halftime, Danny, and I quote, I mean, if anybody's watching this game, that they call it, didn't know the score, or something like that, without any allegiances. I mean, they'd be flabbergasted that Rangers are in this position. Rangers have certainly been the better team. You're like, you're getting beat 3 <laughs> 1. It's just the way they say it. He said, Aribo with his velvet touch, his velvet shoes. He's like, Aribo's in one of these forms today. He's in one of these that type of form that he could probably just win this game by himself. That's what he said. And well, like never. Seven, seven seconds later, I was like, okay, is Rebo at the back? Is they're chasing, chasing uh, shadows at the back? Your man, um, chasing shadows. That second goal, wait for the throw in for McGinn. That second goal was unbelievable. Throw in, touch, touch, straight through, and then Tavernier's played or played um, your man oh, on because Goldson held his line. <laughs> Tavernier stepped back and played him on. That's a brilliant. I suppose you've got it. The problem is that. Davis and Kamara look very, very slow. Davis is—I mean, you can't just—you can't just beat age. Trust me, I'm trying. It ain't happening. And McGregor just looks. McGregor looks like he's—he's—he's he's, he's put his beer goggles on now. He's beginning to really. He's just slow now, isn't he? Just slow down and. But uh, yeah, no, just that. Uh, there's only one Steven Gerrard chant. It was absolutely phenomenal. Just I was like, oh, I was, so Mike, I'm painting. I'm painting that. I'm painting the the hallway. And my neighbours can see into me in the hallway. Is it the Queen that's coming or your brother? Oh. <laughs> paint the hallway. Two tellies, paint the hallway. <laughs> I was in Woody's the other day. I was in I'm the Woody's. I'm lucky to get custard creams in. I, never, I, never, I actually felt guilty, Dan. I should have told you. I was in Woody's in Sally Logan. And uh, Woody's is a DIY uh, place, Mikey. 
great place. And uh, as I'm with his installing organ, it's just been done up, Danny. And then the, boy, the boy said, so I was walking around getting paint. You always get deluxe, Mikey, never, never shrimp and paint. And then okay. he went, beep, beep, beep. Uh, we've got a deal because we're brand new, been done up. Five euros for deluxe ceiling paint. Bought three three tins. Got the boys to bring them out with me. I walked out. Oh, I was so happy with myself. Oh, but I should have told you, Danny. You know I mean, I should, I'll sell you one for... And Bill, you sound like you've got enough so you can come round to mine. I'll film, sell you me. one for a tenner, 15 maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But gosh, I was so happy. But no, mm-hmm. I like to make an effort for Christmas. So uh, yeah, so I was I was dancing because you know that way the TV went off and all that carry on. And I clicked back and I was like, it's three one. And Durante was just like Durante was Durante actually is very good and he's very good. Like he's solid. He he says good things, like sensible things. Like we need to do this now. We need to do that because you forget he was a phenomenal football player. But it didn't matter because they didn't do any of it. <laughs> he dived. He didn't get one shot in goal. goal some mess, wasn't it? That he was didn't get one mess. shot in goal. Like the whole game. So, yeah, I can't wait. Everything forward to Sparta Prague. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Brown. Anything else, Danny? The old Celtic League Cup. I mean, you could write. You could write. So Hibs are complaining now because they're only getting seven. They're only getting seventeen thousand five hundred tickets. That's a lot of tickets for Hibs, isn't it? Well, considering they sent some back for the semi. Yeah. They actually sent tickets back and look how many they had in the stadium. So, um, you can't be going look for more tickets when you have the brought to pump your own allocation. Aberdeen do it all the time. Remember? What we get thirty. Are we getting 30 or 25 or something and they're getting 17? Yeah, something split. like that, yeah. I never looked. I've never seen our number. i just seen theirs. But I know the minute... And they've got games coming up over COVID, but look, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a brilliant game. If they play that they did, they They'll really come and good. just try and attack us. And I, listen, I think... Yeah, I mean... Obviously, you hope Celtic win and stuff. It'd be a great way to just, you know, really put a marker down, post a coggle, just kind of... Say right, I've arrived in Scottish football, but um, they'll they'll come at us. Do you know what I mean? And it will be a good game, I would imagine. Well, there's a reason Hibs get two yellows in the first four minutes. You know what I mean? That first tackle on a rebound, really done a Kenny Miller and done a handsome for one twirl. You know what I mean? I thought um, he was off. See, the minute it happened, I was like, "Was it Portis?" I was like, "Handling." Because not as yellow guys. I was like, because he looked all sheepish. I was like, "He's off." Like he I ran away. Physically, <laughs> ran away. Physically, done him in. And then Portis was just going around doing people in the first 10 minutes. I was like, this isn't good. I mean, we couldn't get away that's, with that. That's their game plan. That'll be their game plan against us as well. We you know what I mean? We're just the Easter not. Road, we're just too good for them. We're too quick. We're pinpoint Easter Road. It's brown. Oh, well, yeah, I'm just so happy. It was a wee bit. I mean, I, yeah, I, I thought with the big pitch at Hamden, we might have. Uh, been a bit better against Johnson, but I guess that they're, they're fairly, he gets them well organised. Oh, Callum Davidson played really well. They just played really well. They were really good defensively. Jota started playing really well at the start, and they snuffed they snuffed him out, snuffed him out, and then they just dealt with stuff. Kyogo didn't play that particularly well. He wasn't. But the minute Jamesy came on, me Jamesy came on, said, "Right, none of this. Stick your neck out. Where you go? Boom, boom, boom. See you later on." And that's sad. They made a mistake. We pounced on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's oh, and that's, that's what kind of we've been waiting on. That's why we're shutting them down all the time. And you're tired. But he's no, he's no Zander Clark made, made the mistake. It still was a lot to do. George still had to get to the byline, cut it back, even at the end. St. Johnson defender got a fit in there, and then me Jamesy was there. Me Jamesy. Uh, back to Gio Van Brunel, I love her talk with Rangers, but the funny, one of the funny thing was, the funniest thing was, <laughs> Giovanni Brunel-Runkhurst, <laughs> Ross Wilson phone Cumin. And I just want to know how that's folk. So Ross Wilson, the Rangers football director, phones up Cumin and says, Hi, I'm Ross Wilson from Rangers. Is Giovanni Broncos a good manager? I mean, what, what is Ronald Cumin <laughs> going to say? Is he going to say, what, what, is he going to say, no, he's not a good manager? Is he going to say, yes, he is a good manager? I mean, what's the percentile? Where is this from? I've missed this one. Well, Mike, you tell him, don't you? Do you hear it? No. I know, I mean, I've... I didn't read it, but I did see an interview with Ross Ross Wilson. Hi, Ross Wilson, Glasgow Rangers here. You can just imagine the phone call. 
Um, but yeah. Oh, I'll joke aside though. I look at his CV, Van Bronckhorst, and I think they may very well have got an upgrade on Steven Gerrard. But um, I think there's, I think there's problems there. You know, they got a lot of players that. You know, everyone tells us about the, the, the lure or the pull of Stevie G and you know I think they may have a lot of players that are a little bit like lost sheep pining for them Un- and lured. yeah <laughs> de-lured um, so you know in the fullness of time he might be a decent coach for them but I think there's going to be a bit of upheaval at, um, at Ibrox over the next we just have to just keep winning. keep winning keep yeah. winning keep winning that's so- fun it's really say falling in a lap but you know I mean he, he gutted the place when he left didn't he I mean we, we thought we were bad when Rogers <laughs> took off they literally like who is that taking the team do you know what I mean like who <laughs> no. is this no one had heard of him and Murty's um, away as well yeah and Haley like, Haley's no longer a Rangers ambassador do not no no Haley's no longer do you know that the last time I heard Haitley on Sportsound was when Stevie G was getting linked with the Newcastle job, and he, yeah. he seemed to be suggesting that Stevie G's moral compass was was so strong that he just wouldn't go to Newcastle because he would never <laughs> leave Rangers in the in the middle of a season, and certainly not to go and work for you know the Saudi government. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's definitely. Um, not surprised by that. I mean, he, maybe he went and joined Stevie G at bloody Aston Villa. No, know. he's put a book out. I think he's done another book. I think that's it. Sorry, I think I know he's done another book because obviously I've read something. <laughs> Dan, Dan's just. Is he talking about Jackie Mara hooking him? No, he's talking about dementia. Stuff like that. Oh, right. And obviously, he's no longer an ambassador of Rangers. But yeah, the. the, the this is where we need Bertie because Bertie, me and Bertie, go on this like the the Dave King uh, people that were looked after. Let's see, Sons of Struth, and all these different people have suddenly kind of Chris Graham. They're beginning to get pushed to the outside, and now they're beginning to attack Rangers again and Facebook posts and stuff like that. It's just interesting, you know. So King's people that he had in are all leave left. I've been pushed aside. And it looks now they're becoming a bit more. They're not as happy as they were because obviously they're not eating from that trough anymore. You know what I mean, so interesting times ahead. But the Stevie G stuff was hilarious. I mean, I, uh, I, the I, many cardboard cutouts in the bin. Oh, how many grown men how had many? a cardboard cutout at Stevie G? I honestly, I started asking the lads in the Celtic chat, I'm like, do any of you have a cardboard cutout? He posted the cockle. Nobody had one. I knew. So many of these Rangers fans are running about the cardboard. The boy brought it back to the front door. <laughs> Boy's about 40. Grab him off. Do you know what I mean? There's your lunch I'm off. See and he done, he done a full interview as well after. <laughs> oh, so, love of God. And, 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 and uh, was it that uh, that song or the song that was on when he was taking it down? Or the song when he was taking his picture down from the... Oh, the one who jumped on the picture. <laughs> no, that was it. That was no, the one, another one. Yeah, the guys take the board down. The board down outside the park. Uh, I've been I'm playing this. I can't remember the song, but I've been playing the song all week. I love it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I do actually have a car. I know people at work now say I've got a story for every occasion, but I actually do have a cardboard cutout story. Would you like to hear it? I was. I yeah. was. I was I was <laughs> I was out with a a, a, a young, young female when I was younger than, and uh, blah blah. Anyway, her friends were very uh, into going out with football players, and one of them had they had the the luxury of uh, getting to get into Amoruso's bedroom, uh, and Amoruso had a full size cardboard cut out of himself in the bedroom. There you go. There you Thank go. God you say cardboard cut. But <laughs> 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 well, I just, I just, I just set them up, Dan. You just put them in. I mean, it's like seven or size to the monster. Oh, I just give you the ball. That's what did as well. I, 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 I maybe, maybe Stevie G's got them on his room as well. 
Yeah, but they're forty pounds. I don't think he'd spend that. I didn't even spend. It. He didn't even drive. Did he get trained in? I mean, he's a cheap. He's a cheap date. I see. Big Ammo loved his cell the same, didn't he? Oh yeah, he's full cardboard cow. But I mean, forty pounds. He lived in the flats at the Gallagher for a while. Do you remember that? Mm. Near the wee man's pub. <laughs> The old car market was. I'm a receiver still living there. <laughs> it Sky Bar, Sky Bar, and Archaos every every Thursday night. Archaos, yep. Archaos, yep. I'm a Russian. Sky Bar. I'm a Russian. Ferguson are in the Sky Bar. I mean, Stuart Kerr came at the Palace one night. You're on the queue for a taxi inside the Palace, and how much Stuart Kerr walks in? He's kind of playing with Celtic at the time. They're getting games. Mm-hmm. He walks in the front of the queue. I'm Stuart Kerr. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> the boy with the white hair. Oh, it's really, really good doing. Stuart Kerr, I'm very good. I, uh, my claim to fame is when I came back from Australia. When I did it, when I came back, anyway, I was with Betty Michelle, because Betty wouldn't remember the story. We're in Coat Bridge. You know, the bouncer in Halton Palace, the boy with the white hair. No, he, was, he used to do the funeral stuff. I was I used to go to the palace a lot, Dan. I mean, and uh, he he was doing one of the, the hot hot spots in Coat Bridge, and he he seen me. There was a big queue, and he seen me, and he's like, "Paul, so he never met me for about three years because I've been away for ages." He still, Paul, you come at the front of the queue. You know what I mean, it's like, ah, cheers. <laughs> I need to get out here, pronto. <laughs> <laughs> I I was finding it really funny. Like Burchill and different people used to go to the palace. And Burchill, Burchill waved to me once. Like, Burchill nodded to me and waved to me. Or I think it was, and I was like, I mean, you're the football player, why are you waving to me? <laughs> it was just a strange one. Maybe I was a local celebrity at the time, Danny, in the palace, and I mean, me and John Higgins, sharing a, sharing a pint. <laughs> the snooker champion and the judo champion and the football. There we go. Oh, a lot, a That's lot. It. Damn, you ever in the palace? I, I could do palace, all right. Well, yes, I was in the palace. I was in, <laughs> I was in the palace that night with the fire alarm went off. And it was John Higgins was in that night. We were, the fire alarm went off, Dan. And it was, I think it was a Tiger Tim night. And uh, the fire alarm went off, and all the all the it's a fire alarm goes off, and I'm just standing there, and then, uh, and then all the staff run away. All the staff, oh, fire alarm, fire alarm, and I just. I just turned around and like there's nobody in the bar. I think it was me and the Rod Stewart guy just went like, whoa. I was on it. I mean, if I'm, going, if I'm going to be sent fire, I may as well just start battering the beer. I mean, oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. But yeah, well, not, well let's not talk about the palace. Anyway, just, just for full disclosure, Martin Kane, uh, serious businessman. He still follows the palace on Facebook, and I'm sure every Monday morning before he starts one of his professional business calls, he, he flicks through just to see who's there. <laughs> oh, Mikey, Mikey, Mikey! Oh. So fantastic, guys! We're all really happy. I'm sorry for saying Tav again every every week. I say Tav, and every week Dan disowns me. Mikey, if you get are they, Mikey, are they wardrobes of like. Are they like, did you get them put in when you got your house done up? Nah, no? nah, uh, uh, they're just rubbish ones from Marks and Spencers. Oof, oof, there's nothing rubbish from Marks and Spencers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, is this where the podcast going? <laughs> oh, Jesus, my lady. wardrobes. I'm on Palace, my wardrobes. So I'm, I'm in the tennis club. I'm going to tell my tennis club. I'm in the tennis club, and the boys mentioned that. The boy, like, so the boys, I'm, I get to know the guys in the tennis club because I talk a lot. And then one of the boys must have knew that I shop at Marks and Spencers and he mentioned it. He said, oh, Paul, we all know you do your shopping at Marks and Spencers. I'm like, I'm like, all right, is that the way it's going to be? You know what I mean? I'm lost here, lads. Must have met. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you, Dan? Where do you shop? You don't shop, do you? And you don't go to shops, yeah? Jeez. No. Like... I've got the shop for my lunch. <laughs> It's like hanging about with my granddad, I mean. <laughs> Mikey, you're a man's man, you don't go to the shops, do you? I uh, no, no. Uh, 
What, I as in it. food shops? Yeah, I love going to shops. I'm there all the time. I'm a 2020 man of the world. <laughs> they closed the Celtic shop in Dublin there recently, a couple of months ago. Did they? Uh, so you try to buy Celtic stuff, you need to just go online and pay the 25 quid fucking shipping charge, whatever the hell is. Well, if mum and dad are over two yeah, weeks' time, when mum and dad are over in two weeks' time, they can look at that beautiful painted hallway and they can just give me my Celtic socks right there and then. <laughs> I will look for Celtic shorts as well. I mean. They won't know which Celtic to watch. <laughs> so, Dan, let's get this right then. You want a pot of paint for 15 quid, which is still a turn off retail price. And if I can get you a Celtic strip, you'll give me £12, £12 delivery because <laughs> mum and dad never get to it mum and dad never get to the end of the podcast because it's too long so we could just <laughs> say no money the size are you now Danny extra. <laughs> extra 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 large please extra extra large <laughs> after last weekend definitely oh fantastic guys oh. thank you so much for tonight and uh, uh, yeah onwards or upwards maybe European Maybe we'll get together for the cup final, Dan. Would you get, yeah, you get a chance? December. Do you get a chance to Sun- go or no? Sunday the 19th, no. I'm going home for Christmas, uh, New Year, so... Um, Are you? I'm going to go into the Camden and Camden Street on the 19th if you want to go. Big massive sports bar, biggest screen in Europe. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. It's superb. Bruce as well, Bruce. Sure You're uh, Mikey yep. Dahl, would you be corporate Kenny trying to get a ticket for the... But there are plans afoot for the London ones to, to meet up and, and watch the game. So, uh, yeah. But again, Premier Sports, it'll probably be a mission to try and find anywhere showing it, I would so, imagine. So, Mikey, just last one, Dan. There's a picture of Stephen in the Wimbledon Club with Holy Goalie watching. What game was it? A European game? It was a European game. Yeah. Yeah. And Stephen had a pack of ham. On the, is that a London thing? He had a pack of like ham slices on the table beside his pint. Is that a London thing or is that a thing that we should be doing? Go on, no. tell me. Go on, tell me. Where, where's it? Eh, Marks and Spencer's? I don't know oh. if it was Marks and Spencer's. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it's a celiac thing. I think it's is that. it? I think so, yeah. I, I thought you guys were port scratchings down there or something. I mean. Ah, listen, I'm surprised he tried that. Getting out of that Wimbledon Celtic sports guy was a bit rough in there. I thought they might have. Chucked him out. I thought you'd be quoted down there, Mike. That's your neck of the woods, is it not? No? Uh, how, how, how do you struggle to get Premier Sports in England? I don't get it. Well, uh, you can get it, but I mean, none of the pubs will, you know what I mean? It'll not be on right. any of the pubs or anything. You will need to go to a Celtic supporters club. Oh, but right, yeah. Okay, I'm, just a tight, I'm just a tight, I'm just a tight arse, so that's why I don't pay for it. But um, yeah, it's just about getting a, a good venue to watch it. That was my thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll get, get you a dodgy box, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Next move. Well, fantastic. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us and continue listening to us. It's been magic. I stopped listening about 20 minutes ago. I didn't, I didn't even get to the story where I broke the, I broke the club's presents, wife's ribs during the week as well, the tennis. Save it for next week. Save it for next week. We'll talk about next week, but it's, it's not as a touchy <laughs> subject. <laughs> <laughs> until I get my, my lawsuit in but uh, yeah so thanks a lot for listening and uh, yeah onwards and upwards can't wait until this European game thanks guys you take care eh? good night bye 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 bye